in three, in two, in one. Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking time from your busy appraisal day to listen to this podcast. It's great to be with you, and thank you for your confidence. I'm Tim Anderson, the appraiser's advocate. Today, we are talking real estate appraisal, and we call this one, Does USPAP Demand Precision? If you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that I'm an advocate of persuasive appraisal reports. There are those who have criticized me for this stance and advocacy. To them, I say, thank you. Your criticism means you have ascended to the point you'll think critically, a talent many appraisers still need to hone. So again, thank you. But this podcast is not about a persuasive appraisal report, at least not directly. Rather, it's about precision in writing the appraisal report. This, too, is a skill which many of us still need to polish to a deeper, more vibrant shine. I'm not going to define precision simply because UPEP does not. I'm going to ask you to consult numerous sources, however, for a definition. That way, you'll have your own definition of the term. You should filter your appraisal through your own definition of precision, not mine. In a short audio-only podcast such as this one, I can't show you how to write precisely. But what I can do is give you a series of questions to answer. You should be able to answer them in one sentence. That sentence should contain 20 words or less. In other words, these are appraisal questions you should be able to answer precisely. And 20 words or less in a sentence is the key to precision. When you can explain a concept so well that your explanation is simple, then you understand it. And a simple explanation is a precise explanation. And a simple, precise explanation tends not to generate ROVs. Don't you agree? Now, consider the following question, then answer it precisely. In other words, 20 words or less. Quote, explain to your client why sale X deserved more weight in the final reconciliation than sale Y, unquote. Take a minute to compose your answer. Then I'll provide you with a sample answer, not a right answer, a sample answer. So you've thought about that for a minute. Thank you. You ready? Okay, here we go. Try this, quote, Sale X is one block away from the subject and closed escrow two months ago, so it deserves greater weight, unquote. By the way, that sentence contains 19 words. Here's another sample question. Quote, what is the relationship between highest and best use and the income approach? Unquote. Here's a sample answer. Quote, if the property's highest and best use is not to produce income, the income approach will show that. Unquote. That sentence has 18 words. Candidly, you may need one or two more 20-word sentences to flesh out the logic and reasoning behind your responses. That, that's okay. The point is, these sentences with 20 words or less are precise. Since they are precise, they are easy to read. Since they're easy to read, they're easy to understand. Since they're easy to understand, you have communicated your reasoning and logic clearly and non-misleadingly. Isn't that what SR2-1 demands of us appraisers? Now, for two more questions. I won't suggest answers to these. That will be your challenge. But remember, your response must be in a sentence of 20 words or less. Your complete response may take more than one sentence. That's okay. But the precision is in the brevity of each responding sentence. 
Here's the first of the sample sentences, quote, summarize out of nothing more than the data in your work file, there was no surplus or excess land at the site, unquote. So you'll know the genesis of that question is that state appraisal investigators ask it a lot. Here's another question to consider. State investigators tend to ask this one a lot too, thus I ask it here. Quote, since you did not use the protocols of the cost approach, please explain the derivation of your conclusion of effective age, unquote. In a new house, that explanation won't be difficult, but in a 50-year-old house, that answer will probably be more of a challenge. There are so many more questions, but you get the point. You should be able to summarize answers to how and why questions in 20 words or less. A precise answer is transparent. A convoluted answer appears as if you're trying to hide something. Look up USPAP's current definition of misleading, and you'll see how true this is. So far, this podcast has already mentioned precision and brevity as essentially equal. What is so special about brevity, especially in a real estate appraisal? I get to stand on my soapbox now. Because there is stupid stuff, clients ask appraisers to include in the report's addendum. Brevity, frankly, is not always possible. So let's think of brevity in the context of the necessary stuff, not the stupid stuff lenders ask for. Parenthetically, what is an example of stupid stuff the lenders ask for? One is a signed appraiser independence requirement form. It's stupid since appraiser independent requirements are not an obligation of the appraiser. They obligate the lender and its surrogates. They're just another way lenders and AMCs have to throw the appraiser under the bus. Okay, I'm off my soapbox now. Let's consider the beauty of a brief answer. Einstein's famous equation E equals mc squared. From it, we understand that energy has mass and mass is energy, and the speed of light determines if energy is in the form of mass or mass is in the form of energy. Do we need to understand the math and physics behind that equation? We're real estate appraisers, so the answer is no. If we want to read Einstein's original paper, it is available for when we have insomnia, and I've put a link in the show notes if you want to consult it. By the way, it's the English version, not the German version. But all we appraisers need is that brief equation. So let's close the logic loop and end up where we began. USPAP does not specifically demand precision. But the language of SR 2-1 surely implies precision. The appraisal must be credible. The appraisal must not mislead. The appraisal report must be such that the client and intended users can understand it. So, precision and brevity are important. You probably know somebody who tells long stories with numerous trivial side trips. Usually, they could have told that story a lot faster. They could have gone down way fewer rabbit holes. These alone would have made the story more interesting. You know somebody like that, right? Therefore, in your appraisal reports, keep things brief. Keep things precise. When you understand something deeply, you can explain it precisely in a minimum of words. We are the real estate value experts, right? We understand real estate values and how to read markets, right? Therefore, with every appraisal report, let's show our clients briefly and precisely that we are those experts. Again, thanks for listening. I trust this podcast had something of benefit to you in your career as a real estate appraiser. 
I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. Check out my products at theappraisersadvocate.com front slash products. Contact me, Tim, at theappraisersadvocate.com. It'll be an honor to work with you, and it will be a pleasure to know you. Please accept my best to you and your family. And now, as we get ready to clear, I have one more question for you. Is your appraisal report doing your client any good, or could the client get the same results from an AVM? And now we're clear.